ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We are so glad that you've joined us for today. And we are heading into the holiday season, y'all. And we just wanted to really talk about a topic that I think that each and every one of us are going to be able to relate to. Every one of us has had a time in our life when we've experienced grief. And though it is not any fun, it is real. And we want to know how to navigate it. Isn't that right, Latan? We need to know how to navigate it. Yes, we must. Girl, we must, and when we talked, <laughs> it is. And when we talked about doing this show, we talked about how we wanted to really just extend our heartfelt love to the listeners as we are heading into the season because we know for many of you it's the first season without someone or maybe it is the first season that a loved one is no longer here or maybe it's the first time that one of your kids isn't going to come home for the year and those are hard things and they really do make our hearts sad. And so we wanted to just talk about real grief. And that's going to be our show topic for today so that we can learn how to navigate this because this time of year, um, we have so many family gatherings and our hearts are just softened. And, and I know that this can be a hard time of year for people. So we wanted to talk about that today in times that are supposed to be a celebration. They're often a time when crisis or criticism or affliction come for us immediately when these times of celebration, what should be a day of celebration simply isn't. And how can we learn to navigate these times, the holidays like I said, are approaching. And for many, it's that first year of first when a loved one has died or what my friend Carrie O'Toole taught us in a recent show, not a recent show, but a previous show when she talked about ambiguous grief, which means that it's a time when we are grieving a person that's still here. And maybe for you, that is that you are a recent divorcee or a prodigal Uh, is not coming home this year, or maybe it's just a time when you are grieving the loss of through miscarriage or a grandchild through miscarriage. And though things don't look or feel right to you, everyone else around you is celebrating and everyone else is doing the thing, doing the Thanksgiving thing, doing the Christmas thing, doing the holiday thing, the family gathering, the parties, the office parties, all the things. And you're stuck in this place of real grief. So we want to acknowledge 
your grief today and tell you that we are right there with you. We have been there, Mm -hmm. haven't we? We have been. And I'm thinking of friends of mine right now, Amy, who in this season with the holidays coming up are going through illness themselves and going through uh, cancer treatments and surgeries and um, standing beside loved ones who are have been turned over to hospice care right now, and they're not sure what's going to happen through the holidays, and they're already experiencing this real grief that we're talking about. And so, oh, friends, our hearts go out to you. We, we are there with you, as Amy said, and we are hurting for you and with you, and we know what it feels like to go through the holidays and have experienced a real grief that you feel like everything is happening outside of you as if you're inside a bubble right now, maybe, and everybody else is laughing and having fun and you just can't get there. Um, so we have some good thoughts for you today that we want to share. We do. And I want to first say we can't sweep the grief under the carpet. We can't pretend that it's not there because it is going to rear its head at the most inopportune times. And it's okay. It is okay to be grieving and it is okay to walk that out amongst your friends. I think sometimes it's so hard for us to feel like we're the downer of the party or that all eyes are on us or that people don't know what to say to us when they know that we're grieving. And so a couple of things that I want to point out today, when we started talking about having a show on real grief, because we thought it was such an important topic for this time of year, my first thoughts went to the story of Lazarus in the Bible in John 11, where Mary and Martha don't know the ending. They haven't see, read the story. They don't have the Bible as a whole to know that their situation is going to turn out okay. And while we may not experience a literal resurrection, God is in the business of resurrecting dead things back to life in our lives for hope and joy and peace and and love and and things that have been lost to be restored. And I think somebody needs to hear that today. I think it's such an important message. And I love that in John chapter 11, Amy, we see where Lazarus and Mary and Martha were really dear friends of Jesus. And his heart was sad. He was grieving also when the sisters met him there and said, Lord, if you'd been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And um, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful reminder to us during this holiday season as we each experience different kinds of real grief to remember that we, too, are a friend of God, that Jesus calls us his friends, and that he weeps with us and for us when we are experiencing our individual pain right now today, whether you're in your car driving along, listening to the show, or you're at home, or you're standing beside a hospital bed of a loved one. Jesus is right there with you, and he feels your pain in the same way he felt it for Mary and for Martha because their brother Lazarus had died. Yeah, I think that's so important in John eleven thirty five and 36. It's so important that we know that Jesus does grieve with us. I know growing up, we always said, you know, it was kind of a joke. That's the easiest uh, 
scripture to memorize, Jesus wept, but he did. He felt every bit of the emotion and the the feelings that they were feeling. He was sad to see their grief and to see how pained they were in this moment. And one thing that I thought about was that as you know, we think about first responders who are coming on to the scene of a tragic circumstance or a, a car wreck or the first people to actually follow up after something really catastrophic has happened. And while our we are not trained like first responders to respond the you know without feeling and and not I, I think not without feeling but to get past the feeling and go straight in and take care of the very thing that needs to be taken care of. So when I was thinking about this story, I thought Jesus is like a first responder. He knew where the deepest need was and the greatest impact. He went in knowing he he still felt all the things. But he was able to move past those things because he knew that there was a greater thing that was going to happen. And we don't have that kind of uh, foreknowledge. But what we do have is lessons from the Bible. We can look at how people in the Bible dealt with grief and we can ourselves begin to emulate how Jesus went in and went so lovingly and yes he felt everything but he also went in with hope and we can be that for other people and so in the text we see that they called on their friends especially Jesus in this time and though he didn't get there on time we can learn from this story that we can trust God's timing that we can trust that he does see the big picture and he is going to show up in ways that are surprising to us. And I think that what we want to know and what we want to share with the listeners today is that God's going to bring people into your time of grief. If you will allow them to show up for you, they will arrive. And sometimes it's the most surprising of circumstances. And I know, Latan, you have a, a story about that, how God showed up for, I believe, your mom. Well, it was December 9th when my father passed away. And so Christmas is always a little bit hard for me because I have those memories of the earlier portion of December when our family stood beside my father's hospice care bedside and grieved and continued to grieve throughout the holidays after he went to be with the Lord. And I brought my mother to Raleigh with me, and we both were just in a dark cloud. Anybody listening that has experienced death and pain and loss, Amy, I know you have. Yeah. You know what I mean by that. And so there was nothing to do but just allow ourselves to feel it all and to feel it until the Lord gave us relief. And I, my mother and I love to go to the Dollar Tree. I don't know how many of you out there love to, to go to the Dollar Tree, the Dollar Store. It's just fun to putz around and find little trinkets and things. And so I said to her, let's go to the Dollar Tree, Mom. I, I think that would encourage us both just to get out of the house. So we left. We went. We had walked in the store only a few minutes in. We both realized we were in no condition to shop because we were forcing ourselves to do life too soon. And that's what I want to say to the listeners. Don't force yourself to do life too soon. 
Um, so I said to her, let's go home. This is just not a good day for us to come. We're both just not in this. And when we turned to walk out of the store, this tall, beautiful woman walked in the store, and immediately I recognized her. She was Ann Graham Lott, Billy Graham's daughter, who has a powerfully anointed ministry that I deeply respect. And it was like an out-of-body experience. I cannot explain this to you all, uh, to the listeners, Amy, in full, but I hope they'll grasp my intent here. But it was like I knew she she looked to the left and to the right, and I knew she did not intend to come into that door. And she was, she was really confused because I think she thought she went into a different store, but I knew in my heart that God had put her there for my mom. And I remember just placing my hand in the small of mom's back and pushing her towards Anne as though we'd known her our whole lives. Um, and I said, Mom, this is Anne Graham Watts, Billy Graham's daughter. And I said to Anne, Anne, this is my mother. We just lost my father days ago. And this beautiful, gracious, anointed woman reached out for my mother's hand, and she held both, both hands over, like sandwiched my mother's hand in front of hers. And she looked at her with these beautiful blue eyes that I knew her father to have these same piercing eyes. And she said, aren't we thankful for the hope of heaven? And aren't we thankful that this is not the end and that we will see our loved ones again? And she said, I'm going to be praying for you during the holiday season, dear one. And she said, um, I will pray for you into the new year as well. And she turned and walked out of the store. And I turned to my mother and grabbed her by both shoulders. And I said, Mother, do you realize what God has done today? He brought not just anybody into the Dollar Tree, but he brought the modern-day Abraham's daughter in the Dollar Tree to you today to give you comfort, to hold your hand, and to tell you to fix your eyes on the hope of heaven and that we will see Daddy again. The Lord sees you. And so I want to say that to the listeners today, that the Lord will send someone to you if you will keep your eyes open. It might not be a person. It may be that he sends another uh, form of comfort your way through a written letter from someone that is literally taking your hand and sandwiching it between theirs and to give you just the right word through a card or a letter or a phone call, uh, a hug, um, just look for God and seek him. And we got in the car, Amy, and we were speechless. And we headed home. No one knew that we had gone to the Dollar Tree except my husband. And no one knew, not even my husband at that point, because we'd not told him that we ran into Angry and Lots. And no one knew that she had told my mother this message of heaven. And we, we pull in the driveway, and there's a gift bag on my front porch. And Mom said, oh, someone left you a gift. So we walk to the front door, and I open the gift bag. And it is Anne Graham Lotz's book, Heaven, My Father's House. My neighbor down the street had brought it to my door while we were at the Dollar Tree being ministered to by Anne Graham Lotz, Billy Graham's daughter. Latian, that is such a beautiful story. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. No. You cannot make it up. That is beautiful. The book cover says, In Troubled Times, Looking Forward with Hope, to heaven, my father's house. And that has just been a story that carried my mother and I. It carried us through December 
through the holidays, and every time my heart would sink in this real grief we're talking about, the Holy Spirit would remind me that He is there and that He does send us a comforter in the moments when we need them most. So isn't that awesome? That is such a beautiful story. I love that um, God does really see us. He really does see us in our pain. And there's a scripture in Psalm. Oh, I don't know where it is, but it was one that the Lord just gave to me. And I can't believe I can't think of it right now. But it says that he grieves for the loss of his loved ones for his saints. And I had never read that scripture, but in the time of my grieving over my brother, I was able to read that Psalm and realize that God too grieves when our loved ones die. And that's what that verse says. It's such a beautiful scripture. I'll find that later and put in the show notes, but that's such a beautiful story that God would see the exact thing. And then not only to do that, cause you might've come home and gone, was that really her? Did we, you know, question, Absolutely. And then yep. the confirmation of that gift on your front porch. What a great Absolutely. story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, also, um, I don't know how much, you know, this applies really, really deeply to this story. But years later, we went to the Billy Graham Museum. And on that day, it wasn't a coincidence. It must have been a God incident. Anne's mother was being buried that day. They had the white tent there. And I stood there and wept and prayed for her. And it was my way of taking her hand and sandwiching it in mine and praying for her. And then later I wrote her a letter and I said, I don't know if you'll remember me, but you met my mother and I in the Dollar Tree just days after my father went to be with Jesus. And I came to the Billy Graham Museum the day your mother was being buried and I prayed for you. And this letter now is my way of holding your hand the same way you hold my mother's hand and giving you courage during your time of grief. And it was just such a full circle, sweet, anointed thing that I could have overlooked and said, oh, that was a nice coincidence, you know. But in this season, I just want to encourage every listener who is experiencing real grief to really look for God, because the Word says that if we seek for Him, we will find Him when we seek for Him with all of our hearts. And sometimes when our hearts are experiencing real grief, Amy, it's so hard to look up, isn't it? It's it just is. It's hard to look up. It's so hard to look up because we are so consumed with our own grief and what's going on in our lives and the loss that we feel in the vacuum, the hole that is left, that we have such a hard time literally looking up and keeping our eyes just forward for the day to day, much less looking up and seeing God. And I love that. You brought out the story of Lazarus at the beginning of the show in John 11 because it's so parallel also to what Jesus was about to experience. He was about to experience death and the grave and the tomb and the resurrection himself. And his heart for his friends, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, was breaking to know that death had taken over his friend. But he also had the power of God within himself to bring dead places to life, as you said so well at the beginning of this broadcast. And today he's saying that to every listener, you know, believe in me, look to heaven as your source of hope, 
Know that if you do lose your loved ones during the holidays or any other time of year and you're experiencing real grief, that you have everlasting hope because you will see them again and you will be able to spend all of eternity together with your loved one. One of the things that I also wanted to add was in John 11 for his disciples, you know, are asking or uh, Mary. Uh, oh, my goodness. Lord, our brother, uh, Martha says to him, Lord, our brother Lazarus, the one you loved is very sick. Please come. And when he heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the son of God by what takes place. And that is the thing that in our affliction and in our discomfort and in our grieving, there is a greater glory that is taking place because people are watching to see how we respond and how we are dealing with with death. And when we have that hope, yes, there's that time when we're just broken and we, um, you know, can't minister to other people. But as we process through that, in the end, it does draw people back to the Lord and they are able to see how we responded and how we went through it. And God's glory is the ultimate. He always brings his glory out of every situation. I think we want to end there because we want to make sure that we have time to pray for the listeners. We have about three minutes left, Latian, and I want to make sure that we have time to do that. And let's just pray for the listeners so that they will have this hope of that you've talked about through your story of meeting Ann Graham Lotz in that time of need, that they too will be able to recognize and see the people that God brings to them in their moment of grief. Would you like to start? Absolutely. Father, we just say thank you that you are the risen Savior. You are not the Savior who still hangs on the cross, that you went to Calvary for love for us, and that you experienced death and you died in our place so that we could have the resurrected life daily where you could bring dead marriages to life. You could bring dead relationships to life. You could transform us, Lord, from the inside out and renew us and fill each moment that we breathe here on earth with something that is life-giving and purposeful. And, Father, we just thank you for the hope of heaven, and we thank you for your holy word. We thank you for the story of Lazarus and how you promised us, Lord, that you are the resurrection and the life and that whoever would believe in you, that though we have to die here on this earth, that we would live forever if we would just believe in you and believe in your son. And, Father, we just say thank you for your love for us. And I pray, Lord, for every listener who is experiencing this real grief, Lord. My heart aches. Amy's heart aches. Because we have been there. We've been there through the holidays, Lord. The very first times, Lord, that you experience all the special things without your loved ones. And, Lord, we just pray for the comforter to come. We pray that if a real living, breathing person doesn't come, that they would feel the tangible evidence of you, the comforter, Lord, taking their hand in theirs and sandwiching it, Lord, and reminding them today that you are near. In your holy name, we say thank you. 
Mm. Lord, we do. We just thank you for what you do and how you roll away the stone to whatever is so heavy on our hearts, that you are a God of life, that you bring life into our situations. You give us hope and we thank you for that living hope that you are, Lord. May we experience it. May the listeners experience that living hope even in this season of grief, that you would help them to move forward in your love and hope. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to show up for the listeners in this season of grief and in this season of celebration as we move through the holidays. Thank you so much, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Latan, that is a wrap, girl. We are out of time. We want to thank the listeners for being with us today. And thank you, Latan, for sharing your beautiful story with us today. Y'all, come visit us over at realvictoryradio.org and let us know how this show is impacting you. Email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org. Thanks so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your weekend. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.